Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Divine Shepherd. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. In green pastures. Huh? That means I got a good seedling. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. What does green represent? First of all, it's verdant. It represents prosperity. He he it didn't say he maketh me to lie down with the cuckaburs. You young people don't even know what a cuckaburr is. Uh-huh. In other words, I'm, if, since the Lord is my shepherd, I'm not lying down in a barren place. I'm not struggling. Because the Lord is. My shepherd. Notice how up close in person. The Lord is my shepherd. The same one that came back again from the dead is in me. I'm not pretending. I believe his Bible. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That means I'm in a good place. I got a good place to go and lay my head. I got AC and HC. I got heat and air. I got food. I got a good place. I'm in a beautiful place. God wants for you prosperity. His son didn't die for everything for you to have no thing. Everything Christ died for. Christ paid for. And I might admit, he paid it in full. He maketh me. He convinces me. He talks to me. He tells me. Give it to me. And you go to sleep. He leadeth me beside the still waters. It's nothing wrong with a child of God. I always got to have some chaos. Always got to have some confusion going on. Always got some drama. What's wrong with you, Stella? He leadeth me beside the still waters. Every child of God ought to love to be at peace. huh? And even in the place where you lay your head, it ought to be a beautiful, peaceful place. It ought to be a place where you want to be and, and you know you done locked your door, you done, you done turned off your cell phone and plugged it in and you just got peace. You don't let messy Mamie come and dump all that stuff on you and, and all that. You know, I feel like the four tops this morning. Still waters run deep. It's that place in God where you are and your soul is at rest. Uh-huh. And you know in yourself, I done talked to dad about it. I'm through with it. I've given it to him. See, still waters run deep. We were traveling to Natchez, Mississippi the other day. 
Friday this week, this past week, and it had been raining down I-49 and wherever else it was raining. And there was a little, I won't call it a ditch, I just say a swedge, and there was some water in it and trees right there by it. And I say, my goodness, God has even brought the water for the trees to enjoy beautiful sunshine. God, the Bible says, opens his hand to every living thing. You know, God even got enough food to feed the gnats. And when you enjoying your outside eating, the devil bring the flies to eat the food. The wild asses out yonder, not the tame ones at the church. God opens his hand and feeds them way out there where there are no human beings. Oh, yeah, you know, back in the day, when an ass spoke, it was a miracle. In the day's economy, when one is quiet, it's two miracles. The Bible says, when a man or woman open their mouth and there is no wisdom in it, you go on your way. Are you listening up in here? He leadeth me beside the still waters. You ought to have peace where you pay your mortgage. You shouldn't be involved in domestic violence. Somebody up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, standing back in their legs cussing. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I don't have to have something playing in my chariot. We ought to come to that place sometimes where we don't have nothing on. No TV, no nothing. Just enjoying and looking around. What's the use of doing all this hard work and you ain't enjoying what the Lord done blessed you with? Look around and then you got that sweet peace. You don't even want to answer the telephone. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. Just peace. But watch how peaceful it is. It passes all understanding. That means it even blow your mind you so at peace. And Lord don't let nobody ring the doorbell. You sure don't want to get up. You don't want no company and you don't want to not be no Christian. So you wait a minute before you go to the door. You wait long enough till you make sure that they're gone. And so they say, God, I came back. Well, I came to the door and you wasn't there. I ain't trying to teach you no bad habits. I just want you to have some peace. <laughs> Revelation chapter 7. Let's look at these still waters running deep. Because that's what they do. And let me give you another definition and meaning for still waters running deep. When you know who you are in Christ, and people around you with all that confusion trying to get you to hate folk they hating, you don't even open your mouth. You don't even buy into it. You're not going to do anything to disturb your peace. You let them run your mouth and you run your business. They'll walk away from you and they'll never know what you really think. Still waters! Run deep. And you love them too much to rebuke them. So you let them go on thinking that they're right. And then when they leave, 
You say, Lord, help that fool. Still waters. Run deep. Verses 15 through 17, Revelation chapter 7. The Bible says, Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither shall thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from that. Now you're talking about living fountains of waters? And you're talking about being fed by the lamb himself? And you're talking about God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes? Fred Price put it like this and I bought into it. God ain't going to be passing out no Kleenex to every sheep. So what does it mean when he says he's going to wipe all tears from their eyes? Anything that will cause your heart pain like death, like sorrow, like depression. God going to take all of that out of the universe. Ain't nothing going to bother you, baby, because you're going to be with the lamb. And he's going to lead us in eternal places alongside the living waters, the fountains. And he shall feed his flock. That's where we hit it. Ain't going to be nobody on no loud guitar. Ain't going to be nobody sowing confusion. We're going to be with him. Still waters. See, people used to put it like this. An empty wagon makes a lot of noise. People that's always flying off at the mouth, they ain't got nothing. They don't have anything but confusion. And they're lightweights. But when you know that God is your God and the Lord is your shepherd... You also learn how to hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. All right. Psalms 23 and 3. The Bible says, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, restoration means that wherever you have fallen into sin, whatever you have done wrong in the sight of God, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To restore means to break the bone and reset it. See, the David that we're talking about, David, amen, when sheep cut up and would get into places where they shouldn't be getting into, And always running away from the fold, the shepherd would go and find them. And when he found that sheep that was misbehaving, watch this, he would break a leg. Then he would put a stint on it. Then he would take that sheep because that sheep had been broken. And the sheep was broken because it wouldn't obey the master's voice. And then the shepherd would carry that sheep. And in carrying that sheep, that sheep learned more 
about his shepherd. He learned of the love and protection. Now, even though, I don't want to get messy right here, but I want to illustrate. The sheep, they know that that sheep over there always running, breaking away from the fold, getting into some stuff. The shepherd then went by three or five times because Jesus said, I don't lose no sheep. And so the shepherd goes and finds the sheep down there by the brook, cutting up, trying to bite some more sheep. So the shepherd breaks his leg and then put a stent on it. And then he, everywhere the shepherd goes, the sheep go with him. Can you see that sheep that's in the shepherd's arm looking down at their mother's sheep? Ha <laughs> ha! Can't you see the mother sheep talking about, I wish he'd break my leg. (laughs) See, when when the Lord is telling us, no matter what it is that makes us fall, he'll pick us up again. No matter whatever makes us go astray, he'll pick us up again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He will come and find that sheep no matter how dark the night is. He's going to search and search and search and search and search until he finds that sheep. Now, today, that sheep knows he's out of God's will. So what happens in the process, that sheep will begin to pray for deliverance. Jesus will pick you up if he has to reach way down. And if, and if a just man falls seven times, make a complete fool out of yourself. The Lord said, I'm going to I'm going to pick you up. That situation that broke your leg, I'm going to carry you. I am going to restore you. It's just like if you got a, a, a vase or a vase. It's really a vase, but it's a vase if you live in Queensboro. Okay? And, it, and, and some, something happened. The curtain swing over and knocks it off the table and it's broken. And this is your favorite vase. So you glue it back together. See, his grace and mercy, Humpty Dumpty, sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty back together again. But along came Jesus to pick up the broken pieces of our lives. David sinned and had... Uriah killed and thought it was a hidden thing. But God sent Nathan and put the broken pieces of David's life back together again. So what does it mean to restore? It means to take it from where it fell and put it back to where it was before it fell. He restoreth my soul. Now, some folk ain't going to want you to be restored. That's why I'm glad it's in God's hand. Some folk want to see you fall. That's why I'm so glad that he will pick you up if he has to reach way down. Some people will never forget the sin or the sins that we commit. But God says, I will. Matter of fact, I'll cast all your sins as far away from you as the east is from the west. Who wouldn't follow a shepherd like this? Who wouldn't give the Lord the praise due his name for having a shepherd like this? 
This is a relentless shepherd. He went to hell and got the keys to come back to make sure that everything he died for, he also paid for. God will put you back where you fell from. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, which is the path of right living for his name's sake. See, we make God look good when we act right. When we love one another. When we forgive one another. There are some of you in here right now, no doubt, that have been offended by the actions of other people. So then you being a believer and knowing how he has restored you, how he picked you up when you thought that your gig was up and gave you a whole nother chance. Now you've been offended by somebody and you won't let it go. What is your problem? Let me tell you what it is. You have forgotten where the Lord picked you up from. See, people that won't forgive other people their offenses, God won't forgive you yours either. So at the moment you stop forgiving people, your forgiveness from God also stops. And I submit to you, don't you let nobody on this planet be that important to block your blessings. Because the Bible says in some things we all offend. But see, what people do that offended, they want to go and get everybody else involved telling them how they were offended, who did the offense and all this, like you haven't offended somebody. And the Bible already said that we have. Yeah, we have. So what happens when you offend somebody? Are you humble enough to ask for forgiveness? We should forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. Someone who refused to forgive someone for an offense done toward them is a very ignorant person. Listen, you cannot, I cannot, we cannot let an offense go and love the person that offended us if we alive. You can tell you're still alive because you won't let it go. You have to be dead to forgive people. Other than that, you want to choke up the neck. Huh? Other than that, you see them in front of you parked at the red light and you're coming. You want to look the other way. But don't hit no brakes. Huh? We should let offense go because... At some point, we're going to offend somebody and we're going to need some forgiveness. The Bible says, if any man, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, come on Holy Ghost. If any offend not in word or in deed, the same as a perfect man. And baby, you ain't there. When your maturity level is not where it ought to be in forgiving other people their offenses, you need to grow up some more. You're being controlled by your emotions. The devil is replaying it over and over. What happened? Who did it? How it happened? And then telling you, baby, you can't ever get beyond that point. That You know, the way they did you. He keep replaying it. Now, let me see if I can help you out. Remember how you did somebody else. 
You ain't guiltless. You cannot forgive people their offenses while you're all alive, all in your emotions. Jesus died for our offenses. But he was raised again for our justification. We don't have a right as Christians to not forgive other people. And the longer you delay in that, your prayers won't be answered. Are we somewhere in the Bible? So he restores my soul. Verse 4. The fourth verse says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, not my enemies. Your rod, that's for correction. And your staff, that's for protection. They comfort me. Now God says, if I don't correct you, if I don't chasten you, which is to correct you, then you're a bastard. And you're not my son. I know we want to be Christians Sunday through Sunday, and that's what we ought to be. So when you're offended, quickly forgive. Because you got a life to live. You got places to go and people to see and things to do. Am I right about it? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, death is in the shadows. Now, we've come from the shadow of the Almighty now to the shadow of man, to the shadow of death. And notice, he didn't say, yea, though I run through the valley. He didn't say that. He said, yeah, though I walk through the valley. But notice what's all around. It's the valley of the shadow of death. See, the shepherd had to get the sheep at certain times of the year onto higher ground. Had to carry them to that place where there is more green grass. Because you see, the problem with Lot and Abraham's herdsmen was because the sheep kept eating the grass down to the dirt level which meant then that the cows couldn't eat because the cow's teeth are bigger. The grass needed to be higher. So if you got sheep trying to graze with cattle, the cattle ain't going to have no grass to eat because the sheep are cutting it all the way down almost to the ground. So here comes a cow with the big teeth, ain't nothing to eat. Are we together? So the shepherd around every turn that was suspect that it might be some marauders around here, some robbers around the next corner while I'm trying to get these sheep onto higher ground. I could be killed because somebody wants my sheep. Everybody wants a member from Greenwood Acres. You've been taught to tithe. Oh, yeah, they need you. You've been taught obedience. You stay the churches over. Oh, they, oh yeah, they need you. They're trying to steal you. That's why when you meet them in Walmart, you still at that church. Yeah. Y'all good fat sheep. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Obedient, beautiful sheep. That's why I don't miss no goats that's gone. And can I tell you, even though sometimes we look short in numbers, ain't nothing failed around here. Nothing. (laughs) 
Some of the people I don't ever want back here. Now, if you can born them again, you can send them back. See, because I've been sent to feed sheep. I don't feed goats. Goats are the one that button everything. But, 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 but. No, move on your butt. I walk through the valley because I know the Lord is leading me. I... Today's message, The Divine Shepherd, FC2693, FC2693, is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are... Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, 
and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.